0: Monday Chav Tetz Shvat Tav Shin Ayin Vav coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
1: (imitation) 20 شوت 20 ري اربع شوت شلوش ترامو I'm not I have no other gad, I have no other. It's <laughs> all no lechit, who thinks that is so. Serak no met be a laish men again. It's a my
0: Rami Kleinstein, off of his album, Anashim Tovim, Yom Shelo Yachzor. You know what that means? It means that this is a day that will never return. Whatever you make of it, that's what it is. You don't get a second chance. So let's make it the best possible day it could be. And we are starting off here, this morning, with the Israel Show. So welcome one and all to the Israel Show on the Nachum Signal Network. My name is Mayor Weingart, and we're here each and every Monday. We start off your work week in addition to your day. Well, actually, Dam starts off your day. We start off your work week, and we hope you make the best of it, and you have a wonderful one ahead. We're here, as we said, every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM. That is 9 a.m. New York Eastern Time, and that is 4 p.m. Israel Time. We bring you lots of information from Israel, analysis, news, things that will make you feel good about Israel, things that might frustrate you about Israel, and we intersperse all that with great Israeli music, a mix, some nostalgic, some very new, but we try to keep it really enjoyable, nice, some slow, some fast, hey, just have a great time. We also post the links to the YouTube videos of all the songs that we play, if one exists for the song, obviously. And the the YouTube video for this song happens to be very special. So I encourage you after the show to get to our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/the-Israel-Show, and uh, take a look at it. If the whole concept of the song is that it's one of those days that it's a day like every other day. I'm sorry that isn't coming back, so make the most of it, and they asked all the people out there, the general public, to send in little video clips of amazing things that they do during their day, like unforgettable moments of a day, and they sent it in, They and the editors put this together with the song, and it's really, really cool. We post it um, within a few hours of the show. It's usually up within an hour or two of uh, the show's ending, all the links to all the songs, and if you're on the Facebook page, you can find it there. Well, have a jam-packed show, as always, so jam-packed that we'll probably not be able to finish everything we want to do, but we'll try our best. Um, should we go to music first, or should we do this first? You know what? We'll we'll give you a, just a, a taste of what we're about to do, the story that we're about to discuss, and then we'll... Um, Then we'll break for some music and continue with it. So, you, uh, we all, we all, I believe, surely have witnessed many videos of Arab cities, towns, celebrating the murder of Jews after a terror attack. You've seen these pictures, right? There's a big terror attack in Israel. Jews are killed. And you'll see... Candies being handed out in, in Aza, in the streets of Shrem or Hevron, we, we remember that on 9 11 they were doing the same. Young and old are rejoicing. And then, later on, a huge funeral, they bring people in, thousands and thousands of people, to give respect to the martyr who killed a Jew a Shahid a holy martyr who's going to get all the big blessings when he meets Allah because he killed a Jew now you can imagine that these funerals become a huge political rally and there's strong incitement at these funerals You hear them chanting and shouting and singing. Kill the Jews or we'll free Palestine from the river to the sea. They mean the Jordan River to the Mediterranean. Meaning all of Israel. Now, you know, for a second now, imagine a teenager. This is what we've been seeing over the past few months, right? Teenagers, lone teenagers going and killing Jews. Imagine a teenager who's at one of these big funerals, surrounded by thousands of people, sees the great honor that is being bestowed upon the terrorist, the dead terrorist who's being buried. The pride it brings the parents of the terrorists. They're proud to be the parents of a shahid. Can you imagine what might be going on in the mind of this teenager or 20-year-old, Maybe he's a bit of an underachiever, looking for respect, or maybe he he's very religiously motivated. He's looking to be loved, he's looking to be acknowledged by his family, or he's looking for the religious motivation for, that he's heard all the sermons from the mosques on Fridays encouraging him to do so. So the government of Israel finally woke up after all these years and said, you know, we, 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 we've got to stop this. And the government of Israel came up with a policy. I mean, I think for the first time in a long time, they've actually come up with a simple policy that could help reduce the incitement. And the policy is this. Look, the body of this terrorist is in the hands of the Israeli police or army. In order to release it back to the family for burial, you need the approval of the police and, if it goes up the chain, of the minister of the police, of internal uh, security, whose name is Gilad Erdan. He's the current one. So the government decided, and, and Minister Erdan is carrying this out, you want to make a funeral, of course, we understand that. But your funeral isn't, is not going to be a solidarity uh, uh, parade with terrorists. Encouraging other terrorists. So, we'll set up some rules. Funerals must be at night. Funerals cannot have more than 40 or 50 people. I don't remember what the number is. The police must be allowed to be taking control, and to be there, and to watch over what's going on, or the army, in in, in whatever the case is, in the specifics. And the the family has to put down a very large, like a deposit, so that if they end up not, you know, they get the body, and then they end up not doing these things, they lose this huge deposit, which a lot of families just don't want to do. And until that point, until these agreed-to rules are uh, accepted by the family, the body is not released for burial. In fact, the government says that it is effective. Just like, just like tearing down the homes of the families of the terrorist murderers is an effective deterrent, This, too, is effective in reducing the incitement. The government really feels that it helps. And it sort of makes sense. The guy's a terrorist. He killed a young Jew. Think of all the beautiful young lives that we've lost over the past months and years and decades. Because of these Shahids, so to speak. Okay. Okay. That's part one. That's the background information to what we're going to hear after the song. Take a break for music, and then we'll come back with the rest of the story. This is uh, Ariel Zilber, our friend, who is going to receive the um, prize for his life's work from the Israeli Music Association, not to be confused with the Israeli Music Authority or whatever, who will not give him a reward, an award. <laughs> Very typical. La'an Panta Ahavateinu is uh, this song that's coming up. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Ariel Zilber, Laan Panta Ahavatinu My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show and the Nachum Siegel Network. And we're going to continue with this uh, thought, the story that we began with regarding um, the issue of the Israeli government holding on to the bodies of terrorists. not releasing the bodies to the families for burial until the families agree to a set of uh, conditions the, the bottom line of which is that the funeral procession will not become a political and religious demonstration of incitement as you can imagine there are those who believe that it's inhumane to hold the bodies. It always, it, it always amazes me how you can do that in the same sentence. Like, are we talking about the same story? A guy just cu- killed, murdered a 23-year-old woman in cold blood, uh, a 45-year-old mother of six, murdered her in front of the eyes of her kids. You're talking about humane? And it's not that Israel's just doing this to be bad. They're actually doing it for a reason. And they're even saying all you gotta do is commit to these rules. They're not they're not crazy rules. Limit the size of the funeral, have it at night. Have the army or or the police there to uh, make sure everything goes okay. So first, the Arab members of the Knesset, several of them, the the real the real <laughs> the the real bad ones. Let's just say that we all know who they are. Zahalka. I can't remember now the name of the woman. It'll come back to me. Um. They go to visit the families of the terrorists. The parents of the terrorists, the three terrorists that killed that wonderful young, I think she was um, 19-year-old girl who was in the army on border patrol. They killed her in cold blood. She was 19, excuse me. She was 19. Oh, that's okay. We have to get their bodies back. Her name was Hadar. So these Knesset members, Knesset members, Arab, of course, go to meet with the families. And at the beginning of their meeting, they stand up and they have a moment of silence. For whom? For their children that were killed in this attack. The terrorists, Israeli Knesset members, go to visit the family members of the terrorists that killed Jews in cold blood and stand for a moment of silence at the beginning in memory of the three terrorist murderers. Well, that really hit it in Israel. I must say, right and left, all sides, just went ballistic. Now, what they can do about it, I don't know. It might be just too late the way things have been set up. But they're trying to come up with some idea of how to possibly avoid this in the future. You're talking about Knesset members, by the way, that amongst other things joined the flotillas against Israel and so forth. This this is, uh, I, I think in a normal democracy, they would not be allowed to be elected. Because they're ultimately fighting against the democracy that they're in. And if a democracy allows that to uh, continue, there won't be any more democracy. Anyway, Razi Barcai is an Israeli journalist, radio. He's got a great radio voice, I must give him that. And uh, he's a very left-leaning journalist, has been on radio for ages, for decades, and believe it or not, on Gale Tzahal, Israel's military radio station. Now, you have to understand that it is such a crazy concept that Israel has a military radio station. That's usually, you usually would have that in like a totalitarian regime or something. You know, the military radio announces today. And this was started way, 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 way back when Israel was such a different place. But. It's become a very cool and very hip radio station, and people like it. It's one of the most listened to radio stations. But the journalists, most of them, the commentators, the journalists, they're leftists. And many soldiers say they don't want to listen to this. It demoralizes them. And Razi Barkayi is one of those, always making some crazy controversial statement. Well, Razi Barkayi was interviewing the minister of police affairs of internal security, Gilad Erdan. And he says to Erdan, why don't you release the bodies of these three people, these three young men, so that their families can bury them. Yes, he's very concerned, Razibar is about the morality of holding on to the bodies of terrorist murderers. And Erdan says, this is the policy, this is what we're trying to do. And then Razi Kais says... Think about the mothers of these people, of these murderers. Think about them, how they must be feeling. I mean, wouldn't you understand, says Razi Bar-Kai, in what will be, in a moment you will see, an insane statement, can not you understand that the mothers of our soldiers who are waiting to get back the bodies of their children... Like the Goldens, they also grieve. And the mother of this Arab son, who's waiting to get back the body of her son, also grieves. Can you imagine that? On Israel army radio, being paid for by Israeli taxpayers, by the way. A person can equate, can give a moral equivalency... To the Hamas and the Hezbollah, but in this case the Hamas that are holding bodies of Israeli soldiers that were killed in war. Holding them for no other reason than to torture Israel and ultimately to negotiate for something. Comparing that to the Israeli government holding on to three bodies and saying we will give them to you this minute if you don't turn the funeral into a demonstration of incitement. And so, Hadar Golden's father decided that he he can't take it. He's going to confront Razibar K'ai. And of course, they let him on the radio because, because he is who he is. And I'm going to play for you some of the back and forth. Will obviously translate some as it goes along. So the first clip is Razi Barkai talking about the bodies and comparing the
2: situations. (laughs) כדי שגופות היקרים יגיעו מהבחינה הזאת אתה יכול
3: הרגשות של
2: המשפחות גילעד אזוב מבכינת הרגשה של המשפחות
3: אני חשבתי שתשאל אותי ما إيتي תומך בהחזקת גופתו שלברוך גול שני עד שיתחייבו שאלויה שלולות تلובה לא אזוב אותי אנחנו מדברים על
2: המשפחות זה מועיל כדי לעצור גילעד
0: טוב so Minister Erdogan obviously is is floored by this crazy comparison. He says, "You're, you're comparison. You're comparing these two situations." It, it's crazy. It really is crazy. That was Minister Gilad Erdogan. He's the one in charge. Now the next exchange we have two is a cut of part of a larger. Uh, a segment in which Simcha Golden, Hadar Golden's father, gets on the radio and confronts Razi Barkai, basically saying to him, What are you nuts? How dare you? Hoping that Razi Barkai would apologize and say, You're right, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have said that. Well, let's hear what happens. <laughs>
3: So
0: this is the father of Hadar Golden whose body is being held by Hamas, if you remember, from the days of Tzuk Eitan, saying what I hear on on the radio is you, Razi Barkai, equating the emotions of our children, to the emo- of of the the mothers of our children, to the emotions of the mothers of terrorists, of murderers. We go on.
3: So
0: Razibarkei tries to get wiggle his way out of it by, uh, well, I, you know, I was talking this, and. Simcha Golden was straightness. Now, he's a very, very smart guy. He's a professor in university, um, very well studied and well read. He lectures all over the world. He, he knows how to speak up for himself, and he did, as you heard in that clip. So don't try to sneak out of this stuff here. I'm telling you what I heard, and this is what I heard, that you're equating the emotions of the mothers of these two situations, the terrorists and us. Razi Barcai, you would think, at that point, would say, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I hurt you, and I shouldn't have said it. No, that doesn't really happen. He presses on. Oh, of course, at some point, he, he does this usual, well, if I hurt anybody, I didn't mean to, that kind of nonsensical apology. But he never backs down from what he said.
2: And he'll say it again. Here, let's hear. You understand? He says, I just
0: want to make it clear. I don't really have to apologize because I never tried to compare between our soldiers and their terrorists. I'm only comparing the emotions of the mothers. Oh my god,
3: what
2: doesn't he see? <laughs>
0: You hear that? He says, yes, the, the grieving mother, the imashikula, the Israeli, and the grieving mother of the Palestinian, I don't think there's any difference between them. Absolutely, that's what he says. This is a guy who broadcasts on a regular basis on an Israeli radio station that's funded by the citizens of the state of Israel. On Gal it's. it's, it's it, I shouldn't say it's unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. Unfortunately, the left in Israel, this is a mindset that they have and they control most of the media outlets in Israel, sadly. And they, to some extent, help brainwash many people in Israel to their craziness. Anyway, just to finish it off, Simcha Golden, Professor Simcha Golden, um, says, well, you know what? I'm happy that at least you're not, denying it or trying to wiggle you out. You're saying it straight out, and therefore I, as a father of kids in the army, say to the people listening to Galitzal, just stop listening here. And here's the end of that clip.
3: Okay.
0: That's all. Let the soldiers of Israel decide whether they want to continue to listen to this radio station where a, uh, one, of the, one of the most popular hosts can compare the emotions of a mother whose son is a terrorist and the emotions of a mother whose son went to defend her country The one is being held by the government of Israel under some very basic conditions in order to have an orderly funeral. The other is being held by a terrorist organization just to create as much angst and pain for the people of Israel and ultimately to use as a bargaining chip. You know, it would be equal if Maybe if, eh, nah, never mind. You heard it. That's what it is. We'll go to some music, come back with some other stuff a little bit, hopefully a little bit more uplifting. Um, Eretz Tovadet is always a good one. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nahum Siegel Network.
4: זו הארץ נולדתי בה עם טוב עם הרע שבא עם תורה שלום ואש זה מה שיש זה מה שיש ארץ קודש זוות חלב והדבש במענות של קרב שהשקץ בה גואש זה מה שיש Zeh machi Eretz tovah ve'ahav
0: Betty Levi Eretz Tova here on The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingart and you're tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network. The Israel Show is sponsored by Nefesh B'Nefesh, the amazing organization that devotes itself entirely to helping Jews from the United States of America make Aliyah. People trapped in the snows of New York and the tundras can go live in a wonderful land that was promised to us by the one above. Well we don't I know we don't go for the weather, I'm just saying. Anyway, Nefesh Benefish really does everything for the Olimit, provides them with financial assistance, with employment resources, helps them make make their way through the crazy government bureaucracy which they have made so much less crazy. They have done so much. It is Amazing, and I encourage you, and we encourage you. If 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 you're not thinking of making Aliyah, that's fine. Take a step toward the land of Israel by going onto their website and seeing what's there. www.nbn.org.il W. dot N B N. dot dot I L. Don't be afraid. Nobody's going to sign you up. It's all voluntary. <laughs> NBN.org.il. NBN.NefeshBenefesh.org.il. This is show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, revolutionizing Aliyah. And speaking of beautiful things and beautiful people, we we uh, commemorated recently, uh, just a day or two ago, the first site of Uri Orbach Zichrono Livracha. Wow, hard to convey what a special person this was he died at a very young age he was taken from us by some insane blood disease and he was in the prime of of his of of his accomplishments and there were so many of them at a very young age already he became known to his friends and family and teachers and schoolmates as an excellent writer. And um, he was one of those kids that was a um, budding journalist. He went to the Yeshiva uh, Hezder in Kiryat Shmone where his Rosh Yeshiva encouraged him to write. And as difficult as it was for an Orthodox Quote unquote, somebody who lives in Yehudan Shamron, to break through and get accepted into the mainstream newspapers in Israel, he did so. And for many, many years, he wrote a very good satirical weekly column that made it into the weekend Yiddiyarachonot, which is a big deal, like the Sunday New York Times here, or not that much, maybe. (laughs) Um. I I remember weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and years and years and years of first thing when I opened the supplement, the Shabbat supplement of the idiot, the first place I went to was Uri Orbach's. Always smart, always funny, always making a great point. He was just a a person with chain, always with a positive attitude. Always with a smile, he encouraged young Orthodox kids who had talent to go into journalism. You know, any yeshiva high school in 12th grade says, you know, these three kids, they've got a real talent. So, listen, you shouldn't go to, to continuing yeshiva Hezder or, or something like that. You should really go and try and get into Galeit Zahal." But Uri Orbach wrote an article way back when. La'itonut, let the best of those who can be good journalists go and consider a career in journalism right after high school. Because that's the only way we're going to be able to change the public discussion. And he's so right. And it's true in America and it's true in Israel. Because the media controls the public discussion, whether we like it or not. That's why Hillary Clinton can have been as egregious in treating secure documents as General Petraeus. But General Petraeus was indicted and found guilty and she probably won't be. And surely not getting as much coverage... Why she can do such an egregious act... ...and the media mostly ignores it. It's because the media sets the agenda, unfortunately... ...in the country. And they really do get to... ...they, they say they don't, but they do. They do get to decide the elections... ...because they're able to skew your viewpoint. Well, Uri Orbach understood the importance. And there are dozens... Of religious observant journalists that are in the mainstream of Israeli journalism today, who are his talmidim, who, who inspired by him to do that. One of the uh, Amit Segal of Channel Two is one of uh, one of his biggest talmidim, who spoke at his funeral. He was a real, honest, down-to-earth, sincere, true, a real person. And then he said he's leaving journalism, going into politics, and he joined the Mafdal. And he said, "We have to make the Mafdal, the religious Zionist party, which was already on its way down, down, down. We have to, we have to build it up. We gotta create some life. And there's no reason that without, with proper leadership, we can't make." Religious Zionism into a much bigger political entity. And he did. What is today known as the Bayit Yehudi. Led by Naftali Bennett. He convinced Naftali Bennett to take the helm. To lead the party. He, or Yorbach, could have been the leader. Everyone would have accepted him. But he understood that he needed a wider appeal. And to get that, he needed... And Naftali Bennett, and he convinced them, and it worked. He was a visionary. He worked as the minister. uh, His last job was minister for um, senior senior citizen affairs, or something like that. Where basically, you know, taking care of giving services and taking care of the senior citizens of Israel. Uh, A interview with one of his secretaries. She told all about how beautiful a person he was, how caring he was for everybody in the office. And she said that during the war, during Tsukei he told each and every worker in the minister's office that they should take files of elderly people that they know are out there living alone and call them every day during the war to make sure they're okay. He didn't get volunteers from outside, but he said, let's start us. We start first, including himself. I can't possibly do him justice, that's the truth, no matter what I say. If you followed him, if you heard his speeches, you read his columns, you know a little of what I speak. Well, when he passed away a year ago, his uh, his secretaries took all the material that they found in his office, put it in boxes, and brought it home to his wife Michal. And as she was rummaging through, she found a little note on which he just quickly wrote down, scribbled a little poem. But it's a really beautiful little poem. And she decided that it would be nice, in honor of his first Yurtzeit, to have that poem put to song and released to the public, and she picked one of our favorites, Ishai Rebo, asked him if he would compose a song. The funny thing is that Ishai Rebo, I believe, just turned 25, 26, something like that. He really didn't know Uri Orbach. (laughs) He wasn't political, he was in the army before that, But, but when he started hearing about the man he said it would be a tremendous honor and he wrote the song for Uri Orbach in his memory for his family and it was debuted on Galitzahal because Uri Orbach appeared for many years every day on Galitzahal that's another story for in and of itself and how he brought the message of religious Zionism to so many people through that program Hamilah HaAcheronah it was called and so they um, met in that studio, the people that used to be on the show, the wife, Yishai the head of Galei Zahal, named the studio, the Uri Orbach studio, and Yishai um, Rebo debuted the song. It's short, and it's just cute, and the concept basically is that we do things all day, we work, we run... The soldiers fight, and then at night he imagines what happens. Balayla hakfishimish et kol ashan hamoniot. All the all the cars that there, what what they what they put out the the asphalt sort of coughs it up, meaning like it doesn't make an impression anymore. Umadrichot gorchot gorfot et kol hanalayim and the sidewalks just sort of like set aside all the dust and sand and dirt from the bottoms of the shoes and the desert just erases the footprints of the soldiers or the tank treads and the carpets are just resting wall to wall carpets are resting between the walls and on the tombstones all the words are resting and then he ends with and he's clearly referring here to Kohelet what's Kohelet's message you know the day goes, the day comes, at the end we all pass away and what have we done What, what does our life mean another day's gone by that's at night all these things happen where what we did during the day is erased Umay well, what's going to be now? What happens today? The question of kohelet, what is the meaning of our life in a little poem, here it is debuting it for you. It was debuted in Israel, I believe, on Friday. We're debuting it for you now. Balayla in memory of Uri Orbach. Words by Uri Orbach. Melody by Yishai Uribo. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
5: Balayla <laughs> kvishim את כל השם המכוניות ומדרכות גורפות את כל הנעליים והמדבר מוחק עקבות החיילים והשטיחים נחים מכיר לקיר ועל המצבות. Colomelin Oler son veva a balaira. ובישים ישתלים, את כל השנה מחניות ומידרחות גורפות, עד כל הנעלים. ו'amid bar מוחה כיקבות החיילים, וasherחים נחים וקירליקים, ו'אל Tout caramelin Elle Tinayet akeli Olakh sov va El ma komo sha avan za balaila u ma ya akshar ma ya
0: Uri Orbach passed away one year ago at the age of fifty four. Ay, how he is missed. How he is missed. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, we have one more little segment that we're going to do. We'll, as always, we don't have time to do everything we wanted to do. I just got a plan for doing less. Elon Moreh is a historic yeshuv in the Shomron. After the Six-Day War, there were minimal... Yeshuvim allowed in Yehuda and in Aza and on uh, the Jordan River Valley. In the Jordan River Valley. The Labor government didn't see this as part of Eretz Yisrael. They saw it as a bargaining chip. From day one, from the minute the Six Day War was over, for whatever crazy reason, in their mind, this was a bargaining chip. To get peace with the Arabs. That's the way they thought at the time. Well years and years went by. There was a lot of pressure. To start building. Especially in places like Farzion That were Jewish before 48. And other places. But after the 73 war. After the Yom Kippur war. That's when Gush Emunim actually started. People think it started in 67, 68. No it started in, after the Yom Kippur war in 73. There was a push. By the leadership to start a settlement, a a, a Jewish town in the Shomron. And they um, hit on a place called Sebastia. It's a long story, very interesting part of the history of modern Israel. And ultimately, several yeshuvim came as a result of it. There were were, were core challenges and, and, and all kinds of politics. At the end of the day today... In the area of Hebron, which is under the Palestinian Authority control, don't get near there if you value your life, we have the Yishuvim Elon Moreh, Bracha, Yitzhar. They are on the uh, southeastern arc. A little further down is Shiloh, just to give you an idea of what we're talking about. Elon Moret was founded 36 years ago, which is pretty amazing. And uh, one of the memories that I... It's a personal memory that I have, is of the day after Menachem Begin was elected Prime Minister in 1977. My father had not a close relationship, but a relationship with Menachem Begin throughout the years. And... He was asked by a mutual acquaintance to de- try and get a hold of the Prime Minister-elect and deliver a certain message to him. And he was told by the Secretary, listen, go tomorrow to Elon Moray. The Prime Minister-elect will be there and you can talk to him. And so I remember getting into uh, a car. We had a driver who drove us through the hills and valleys, it was pretty crazy, until we got to Elon More. Elon more was having a Hachnasat Sefer Torah, and I, I see it in my eyes as if it happened yesterday. They were carrying the Talit, the, like the Chupa, over the Torah. People, they didn't have poles, people were just holding up a Talit. And at one point, I was able to get very close to it, and I held the Talit for. A number of minutes, I believe my hand is in one of those iconic photos from that day <laughs> and um and then Menachem Begin got up to speak, and the place went wild and Don't forget this was just after his election. Everybody thought that now everything's gonna change now the Jews are gonna basically annex Yehudan Shamron, build as much as we want to, and so forth. well, it didn't work out that way in the end there was a lot of building, no question about it but it wasn't nearly what they thought it would be but it was at that time that Menachem Begin quoted uh, not quoted, I'm sorry he coined this phrase which went on to haunt him for a while he said don't worry because of all the difficulties the labor government was giving them to build don't worry he said now there will be yet Many, many Elon Moret, you know like towns. Well, as I say, yes and no, and that's a mixed mixed record. But in honor of the thirty sixth anniversary of um the shoe Elon Moret, they put out a little video with a song which uh, which is very cute. It is to the tune of cups, which I think many of you will recognize. The Maccabees did a cover of it and so forth and um the refrain is zeh makom bohitlchu avotai this is the place where my forefathers um walked journeyed it says that abraham comes to the land ad makom shem ad elon morah va knaniy it says in bereshit zeh makom bohitlchu avotai kan hitkhilu shorashai this is where my roots began ve'avor abraham ad elon morah kol shenevakesh Lou Yahye. Everything we ask for, may it be so. And Lou Vav, of course, is thirty-six. So we'll end with this special uh cover of cups to the beautiful words, really nice words, of um of the people of Elon more in honor of their thirty-sixth anniversary. We'll do that right after we'll close with that and we'll do that right after we say thank you, as we do each and every week. Thank you so much for listening and your Facebook likes, thanks you for your comments, your emails. I appreciate them all. I encourage you to be active on the Facebook page, to like it, to like the posts, to comment, to tell others, to get others to like it and so forth. It is very important. It helps us very much. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network and my very special thanks as always to Nachum Siegel. Just point out that he's leaving to Israel later today. I wish him a tzitchem shalom shalom. Listen in to JM in the AM this week for great programming from Israel. Nachum will be bringing to you live programs uh, next this coming week. Uh, coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, immediately after the Israel show, it's an encore presentations of Eternal Flame with Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson, followed by Headlines with David Lichtenstein, and then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, this is Mayor Wigand reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Thank you.
1: i not